Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, hello, lovely people. Uh, how you doing, private partners? Uh, it's me. It's your boy, Jamie. Hey, listen, uh, I just wanted to give... Uh, a big shout out to today's podcast. Uh, two things. Firstly, Francis wasn't here today. He um, is away in Australia. He's become godfather to a his godson, obviously not to like a lion or anything like that, or like an animal. He's to a little baby, very cute, his business partner. So congrats to him. Uh, I was solo today um, and we had a good friend of mine, a good friend of mine called Mark Billy Billingham. Billy from SAS Who Dares Wins. Uh, Billy came on. He has written a book called The Hard Way adapt survive and win explaining the podcast i went on holiday recently and i picked up his book and read it and i was just gripped by it about his story about how honest he was about the kind of things he's been through um and i think that we forget a lot of the time that those military guys wow what they go through is just pretty intense and the fact they do it for all of our own safety is is amazing and they're actually true heroes and Billy, I sort of questioned him on heroes at the beginning. He doesn't think he's a hero, but actually he, he is a true hero. Um, he came on the podcast. We had a really great chat. It's the first time ever, if I'm totally honest, um, I became emotional. I got pretty emotional, actually, at one point, a story that he told about his family. Um, have a listen to it. It's, it's a really great podcast. Um, I don't actually do the beginning intro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. Uh, because actually I was just so in depth with... Billy, I forgot to do it. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy the podcast. I follow Billy on Instagram and social medias. Get his book. Um, we've left all the links below as well as his tour. I thank you to him for coming on. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And thank you to all of you listeners who keep tuning in each week. It means the absolute world. It really does. Uh, this is a great episode. Really really excited for you to listen to listen to it now give us some feedback as well on instagram at private podcast write in the comments um anything you do email us hey just just get in touch tell us if you liked if you didn't like to all those things um but right everyone here is the podcast get ready hold on to your coattails i don't know what is a coattail i don't even know what that is but hold hold on to your hold on to your 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 emotions get the tissues out get everything ready because here we have mark billy billingham on private parts. 
So, Billy, I just wanted to mention this before. I feel like you're one of those people who never get sick. I feel like I feel like when you get a cold or you get like you feel a bit like got like a bit you know when you have like a runny tummy because I, I sometimes get a runny tummy um i feel like <laughs> you don't and that just never happens to you illness to me is an hangover that's all i get everything else serious? I could, uh, yeah an hangover wipes me out i'm like my missus it's a classic oh you've got man flu it's not man flu i've got an hangover and i'm, I'm pretty useless when i got an hangover well, that's quite common yeah because i because at the moment because i i was like because i've been reading your book basically so uh the reason why i wanted you to come into the public firstly the first time we ever met was when i was doing something called in bed with jamie do you remember that i do remember that yeah. and uh in bed with jamie was this tv show for all of our listeners where i would interview different people in bed actually quite a weird concept and then uh i i I basically there was this new TV show coming out. It was uh, SAS Who Dares Winston. It just started, hadn't it? It was yeah. you guys, and I was told right. I was about twenty five years old. I'm from a private boarding school, and I was told I was about to meet these SAS guys <laughs> who I had to interview. And then I went, "Well, sh- where, what the hell? They're just going to beat me up." I was like, "What the hell is going to happen here?" And then you guys came in. And I kid you not, still to this day, I did, I mean, I don't know how many episodes, still to this day, it's one of my favourite episodes I did, because you were just a bunch of just great guys. We were just out of control thugs, weren't we? And you were no yeah. different. No, I it was no different. I joined in. The con- <laughs> concept was ridiculous. You know, yeah. four so-called tough guys, but we're all in bed with another bloke. <laughs> and the next one, we, were, you know, we had to smash those yeah, balloons, we had to it, pop yeah. the balloons. It just got out of control, didn't it? It just got sillier and sillier, and we were all attacking each other, I think. Dude, it was it was so great. And then uh, what's happened now is, so over the years, um, we've always bumped into each other, we've always kept tabs, we've always seen each other do different things. Um, and I was then in the airport. I was in the airport. I was in... Gatwick Airport and I was going to Cancun which I was going to Tulum, Mexico, lovely place and I was like well what am I going to read by the pool and I picked up your book uh, which is called The Hard Way um, and holy smokes man, <laughs> it is unbelievable, Thank it's you. one of those books I just couldn't put down, it was so 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 good, was it hard writing it, was it hard going for it, was it hard doing those kind of things? It, it was me um, the thing is you, you know if you look at well, what my the main part of my life was with the SAS, the regiment, and uh-huh. it, I just went from one extreme to another. So you, you take all your military time trying to get into the SAS, and the rest of your life denying it. That's the world we're in. Wait, what, 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 because you're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, because you know, no one knows who we are, what we do. It's it's all part of that sort of secrecy of the regiment, which is awesome. And then when I left, I went straight to told ridiculously opposite. So I ended up as a head of security for famous A-lists. So I was in every magazine. So it was all alien to me. It was all weird. And then a couple of years ago, somebody asked me about writing a book. And as soon as you mentioned book with the regiment, oh, you can't do that. That's not. And that's how I felt. It's awkward to do this. But then what happened was over a number of years, my kids are growing up now. And I'd be in a pub with the lads having a drink and the kids would join me, my daughters. And then they start eating stories about what I've been up to. And they, they, they go, Dad, why have you not told us any of this? We don't know any of this. We don't know you. Mm. So I thought, you know what? I am going to write my memoirs. And that's what he, that's basically what it is. He's telling the story so the kids can read about it and know what it was really like. But but also, I, I, so I get, is, the reason why you can't talk about the stuff, is that like, is that 
legal, as in you legally are not allowed to, or is it just a code within the SS, you just don't talk about it? It's a bit of both, mate, if I'm honest. You know, there would, would never be anything I'd talk about anyway that would create a security risk to the guys or, or the country, of course, or anybody that's our allies. Yeah. So there is that, but there's, uh, you know, you just, I don't feel comfortable with some of the stuff talking about it in too much although a lot of the stuff you can go on wikipedia and you, you, you'll know about the london bombings rescues hostage mm -hmm. rescues capturing people for, in dying for war crimes which i'd really like to talk about and, and get that out there because it's worth talking about these people these scumbags that were out there you know going out and capturing them people was awesome probably one of the best things i did in my life and i think those lessons should be shared and told but we, unfortunately we can't so i'll stay by that ruler you know i won't step out and it, but anything i do or talk about or write I cleared it through the MOD anyway, so yeah. just it, to keep it up. It's interesting, right? Because you say that about like, because uh, do you know what? So, do, do, I tell you what, Billy, what it is, is that the reason why your story is just so interesting is because it's so, firstly, I want to ask you, firstly, because it's so different to everyone else, right? We, mm. you know, I wake up in the morning and I worry about a spot on my face, right? That's what it is. <laughs> or whether, like, worry about whether I smell. I woke up this morning, my armpit smells like, shit, how am I going to get rid of that for Billy? Um, and I was worried. But, you know, what you, what you put yourself through, uh, and it's, it's not for, not for you, it was your job, correct, but you're doing it for other people, right? You're saving yeah. other people. Um, and, and that's why people find it so interesting and fascinating because holy shit you you were doing this and the other thing how do you describe a hero because a lot of people would a lot of people would look at you and look at yeah. a lot of people in the military and a lot of people who have done what you did and say well you're a hero and do you consider yourself a hero or do you say well i'm not really a hero just it was my job it was my job it was exactly that i got paid for it i knew what i was doing i was trained for it to a degree i enjoyed it i absolutely loved it so no i'm not an hero i mean i'd say doctors and nurses are heroes yeah yeah um i'm an hero to my kids i hope because i want to be a role model to them and they know what a little shit i was <laughs> and I, I don't think that's a bad thing for them to know it i'm not proud of it but they know you know let's not pretend we're all you know clean and fluffy and it's all great because it wasn't and i ain't um back to the question uh, no i'm not an, i'm not a hero i was i've walked alongside a few heroes i'll tell you that really yeah I mean, some of the stuff that we've done and, and been through, it's great. You meet, meet up for a beer and just go, how the, did we get out of that? How did that happen? But yeah, they're that, my hero. That's what, I, that's what I find like. Okay, if I'm totally honest with you, I, okay, I've been paintballing, right? And, okay. <laughs> I love so, his honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so me and you are similar. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yours is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've done Laser Quest. And we, but, you know, for me, like, that's I, I what I find so okay. I played rugby when I was younger, right? Mm. And and before we get into your whole story, because shitting hell, I just I love I love I wish I'd met you when you were sixteen years old. Because probably wouldn't. Fuck me, you would have beaten me up <laughs> in, in literally a second. <laughs> but the what I find so amazing is how you separate right when i used to play rugby my i was a good rugby player right i was quick i was fast i i held myself i hit the lines i did all these different things but my biggest letdown was probably my nerves i was always nervous going into mm. a game and i think that was a struggle but also i i had a bit of fear in me i feared a bit so i feared if the other guys were going to be bigger than me and i was going to get yeah. hurt and all those different things mentally right how do you separate yourself you're going into these war zones you're going into situations where potentially you could be hurt your friends could be hurt all these yeah. different things could happen how do you mentally separate yourself from that situation? You just, it's, it's, it's about belief. It's about trust um, in the people around you, trust in yourself. And every, if I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't scared. I didn't have fear. I did. Everybody has fear. But it's a good balance of fear, adrenaline, and experience. And I was, you know, I, I, I just always, I never, 
in any situation I went into, I always knew somehow I was going to come out of it. Yeah, but Billy, but that's but that's your disbelief. Just going, well, I'm going to be fine, right? Yeah. You just knew you were going to be okay. Yeah, and I believed I was. You know, I, I, like anybody else, in the moment before we stepped through the door, I used to think, okay, this could be. And we leave, you know, let's just say in the Middle East. Before each night, we do orders and we go out to do what we're going to do. And you just I, the last thing I do is before I close, I just look at the pictures of my kids and my family and think maybe this could be the last time. I don't know. And close that door and then then gone. I don't want to think about it no more. What have I got to do? And that's all I thought about. What have I got to do? And, and I got asked this question the other day. You know, what's what's your saddest moment? What's all this? I don't really know what my saddest moment is. Is it somebody getting killed next to you or with you or one of your good friends? I don't think it is. Not at that time anyway. It's a cold light of day when, you know, when you stood at the side of the grave, then you see the kids there and the mother there. I think that's when it hits you. This is real. And the one question I always ask myself is, was it worth it? You know, and I put my hand on my heart and say, yeah, it was. And that's sick to say that. Not to say no, losing it's people, it's just, if, if that person that we're putting in the ground had a choice tomorrow to go back on that operation or not, he would still say yes. He would still say yes. He would go for it. But but then then you saw someone like a cynic, right? Like because I, I I totally listen. Life is light, right? And we uh, life is life is like <laughs> life is life, and we we pick different paths, right? Mm. And actually, I think a lot of the time, like when you were that sixteen or fifteen, or you know, you said to me. You said to me before, and I, I think you don't mind. You know, you were in trouble at eleven years old, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. You, you, you know, you, from eleven years old, you little kid. And if you put yourself in that mentality back then, you would probably think, "Well, I'm probably going to end up in jail. I'm probably yeah. going to end up being killed. I'm probably going to end up." But no, but look at you now. Yeah. You've written books. You're on TV. You're doing all these different things. You're doing my podcast, man. Which hell? This is the <laughs> highlight of your. This, <laughs> like, is. this is. I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I hey. can't believe how professional it is. It's hey, awesome. Really, listen, a lot of people say that they. <laughs> <laughs> they, listen, to listen, a lot of people just go, shit. I'm going to make him disappear. <laughs> Am I in a magician? <laughs> but, you know, a, a, you know and, and life is like that, right? But a cynic would, or someone who is against a lot of different things, would say, but why was it worth it? What, why is it worth it? And what would you say to someone like that? Why, why is it worth it? Why is you, what you've done, what you've experienced, what you've been through, why is that worth it? I'll tell you why it is, mate, because let me, I, I always go off at a tangent, I will. I think we're in, it, it, Go off in the world we're in today, we've lost the male role model. We've lost what we really need, you know? And I think I, I gravitated towards role models, uh, you know, people who are respected, although I, I pushed the boundaries, I got in a lot of trouble, all the rest of it. And why it's worth it now is because I'm fortunate enough to be here. I'm fortunate enough to have the platform that I've got through where I've ended up on with the book, with the TV. And I'm absolutely milking that platform to do good for people and that's not to oh, look at him he's great it's not that at all it's what I want to do I want to give back because I know you know what it was like I came from a very poor family and I got in a lot of trouble I created a lot of heartache for people family and people that you know I sort of went against if you like and I just know what was right and wrong and I just feel it's, it's, I've got an opportunity to grip the younger generation the young kids and just say listen it ain't all about this and that and, and trying to prove something and be something other than be a good person. So it, I'm in a good position where people actually, for the first time in my life, think, listen to me. You know, so it, it's worth it for me for that reason. Because, it, yeah, because it's funny because I read, uh, and honestly, I can't I can't say enough to the listener, go and grab uh, Billy's book because honestly, man, it is, it's amazing. Because if we go back to that kind of 
kid that you were. You you yeah. you grew up in uh, Warsaw, is that right? Yeah. Warsaw near Birmingham in the Midlands. Um, when I read it, I was like, "Where the hell is Warsaw?" <laughs> I was exactly. like, "I was like, have I been there?" I don't think I. I'll, I'll take it. Geography <laughs> with one of your strong no. subjects at school. Igneous rock is that yeah. geology or something? <laughs> yeah, metamorphic. Um, <laughs> but but you 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 know you speak like you were you were poor. You came from this this. Uh, background and you're saying that because your mentality you know we came up the stairs now and i was saying god you know when you were younger and you said i was a little bastard yeah i was i was this i was this little like guy who used to pick on fights things like first there's two things here firstly i want to know how do you change your mentality from that because that is you know people say uh, a leopard can't change your spots right they say Mm. well if you're this type of person how do you change it firstly how do you change that uh, mentality and secondly what was were you what were you like as a kid um physically i was i was small i was skinny i was uh quite fit i was you know always trying to prove something i think because i was a, a smaller guy i was always wanted to be known for something and the the only thing i i, I felt at the time I, I could be was a tough little guy i wanted to be a little fighter i wanted to, and i don't know what they call it in london but in you uh the midlands that the cock of the school the guy who was the hardest kid in the school that's what i wanted to be yeah Unfortunately, I didn't spend enough time in school to be the cock of the school. But 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 why did you want to be that? Why, why, why do you want to be? So that's basically being the, you want to be the alpha male. You yeah. wanted to be the leader in yeah. a sense. But why did you want to be the leader? I just I just felt I, I, it, it was in me to to be a leader. I know I just wanted to prove I could do things, and I wanted to. I've always had this ridiculous sort of. I always set myself goals that I probably never feel like I can achieve, and then I achieve and think, how did I do that? And I'll go for the next one. I'm always I've, I've always had it in me to. To, to be somebody, to be something. And, you know, whether that was to be a gang leader or to end up where I am now, fortunately, I'm, I'm in the right place. But I, 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 I don't know. It was just in me to, to be somebody, to be something. And I knew I weren't going to be no academic, you know, so it was all about the physical side of it. I weren't going to be a great footballer, although I thought I was good. I was useless. I was actually yeah, a good you boxer. Were, you wanted to be a footballer, didn't I you? I did, yeah. But it was crap. <laughs> It's like people go, well, what are you going to be? I was going to play for Leeds. Well, why didn't you? Because I want good enough. <laughs> but that's but that's because you you were the small kid. You wanted to you wanted to be the alpha male. You wanted yeah. to be the leader. But why? Did, but you, why did you think that? Like, I suppose why do you think that like fighting and being that person and being that kind of like aggressive person was the right way to go about it? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Because I mean, where I grew up, he was he was quite a rough neighbourhood, and people, you know, as a young kid, you'd hear about this certain person who was an, a hard person. He was he was nails. He could beat everybody, and I thought I want to be like him. So I think he was because what was going on around my neighbourhood and what was sort of on the plate in front of me was to be an hard man. That was the thing that people seemed to respect in where I lived. And I thought, that's what I want to be. I want to be that, that, that guy who, you know, people know my name, know, know my reputation. Mm. And now looking back at it, I mean, you're stupid. It was ridiculous because it got me in a lot of trouble and I almost lost my life twice through it. But... Because you did, you got stabbed, didn't I you? I did, yeah. I got stabbed at the age of 15, yeah. Mate, that is... I know, that was that was awful. Was that... Was it... <laughs> it fucking hurt. <laughs> He <laughs> fucking hurt because I had to crawl about 200 metres back to the house on my hands and knees, bleeding to death. <laughs> and my mum went ballistic because as I crawled into the front room, into, through the back door, there was blood everywhere. And you know what she did? Bless her, other than panic. She grabbed the nearest thing, which was a frigging mohair jumper, and stuck it on my open wound, which I think I passed out. <laughs> Bless her. She uh, were the best. <laughs> wait, were you more worried about what your mum was going to say or the fact that you had been stabbed? I think I was, you know, if I'm, I can't really remember what I was thinking other than the fact that I was in and out of consciousness crawling back to the house. I think um, <laughs> I felt, shit, I've lost. Really? Is <laughs> I've come second. Is that <laughs> yeah. literally what you thought? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I just, he was just stupid, you know. It was just a ridiculous fight and... Because you you explain it in the book. Because you what yeah. happened was, and you 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 these two kids, these yeah. two guys, basically just out of nowhere came and stabbed yeah. you, didn't they? And uh, I can picture the scene. I know the scene exactly. It was on a railway embankment, and I was fighting with the one brother, and I was sort of getting the better of him, and he was below me. And then, I, as I'm trying to kick him in the face, I just felt what it felt like a, a train had hit me in the back. Really, is that what and it feels like? It just swept me off my feet. Yeah, and, and I kind of couldn't breathe, and he was like, you know. Playing football, you're kicked in the balls, you get that, yeah, that yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get that your breath. winded feeling almost. Yeah, that's what it was. And then it was like, it was quite, and then after a couple of seconds, it was painful and then it was peaceful. It was weird. You know, the, they disappeared, they'd legged it. I'm like lying on my back on the side of this uh, embankment. And I was just thinking, what, what? It was kind of, I was like, I was floating. It was weird. And I turned over onto my stomach and then started crawling and realizing, freaking hell, I was going down. You know, I was getting, my head was getting lighter and it was just ridiculous. And and I, I just I honestly thought probably I'm gonna die, I'm actually gonna die. This is what it feels like to die, and I, I crawled home like I say, and then he just went in and out of consciousness and the panic of my mother and yeah. What, and when when that when that thought came into your head, you thought I was gonna die. What what did you would you were you angry like fuck? I've made a mistake. I, I felt I, stupid. You felt dumb, right? Yeah. Because it's so funny. It's it's nothing compared to that. But I, when I was in I was in Rio when I was about eighteen nineteen years old. 
and I was on the beach in um, Copa, Copacabana Beach and they have like this little lip right so they have this lip that goes down to the water mm. and when the tide's out you can go down to that bit and I and my mum had like when I because I was you know I, I was a naughty kid not like not like bad kid, but mm. I was a naughty kid I would run away from school I was nearly suspended all these different I was just a naughty kid right and I went and took a pee on the beach. I just went to the beach and took a pee. And as I did it, these like eight favela guys, these guys in the favela came and surrounded me and held me at knife point with a machete. And I remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking, fuck, it's like, this is it. I was like, I've been an idiot. And this, and all I could think of my, I was going, my mom told me not to do this. And I've Mm -hmm. now gone and done it. And I'm on the beach. I'm going to be killed here. And it's my own fault. So it's funny how you you felt stupid as well. You're like, oh, it's, it's stupid, isn't it? Vulnerable and stupid. Yeah, I thought this didn't need to happen and what it's happened over something trivia mm. you know an argument over someone and who was this and who was that and here I am about to fucking die at the age of 15 for a stupid fight stupid argument and I think sometime after after you know recovering from that I, I did I realize I need to I need to be in a place where I'm protected and I felt protected in the military because I was in the cadets yeah and as I was going through my that that era that childhood in school, I left school at thirteen. But while I was in and out, That's of school, so young, man. And I, I say left. I didn't leave completely. I was I was going back on a yeah, sure, on a Tuesday night because I was captain of the B team football, and I went on a Friday to get and picked you for the A team. Thought you were going to play for Leeds? Yeah, and I thought I was going to play for Leeds. <laughs> I was going to be somebody. I, I could probably play, play for Leeds. <laughs> I was in my head. Anyway, so, you know. I love your confidence, man. <laughs> I love the fact. It's true. What, like, the amazing thing about you, and this is probably why you, you know, you always say that you said as well, you weren't the biggest, you weren't the strongest, you probably weren't the most, mm-hmm. but your, your mentality. Yeah. You, you knew you were going to do it. So if you want to be the hard man, you're going to be the hard man. Yeah. If you wanted to pay for Leeds, you just thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play for them. Yeah. That's kind of that mentality. It's, it's it. confidence. It's a strong mind is confidence. And if you believe in yourself, you, you, you know, if somebody, somebody says to you, oh, if, you've got, if you put your mind to it, you can do anything, that's bullshit, you can't. Mm-hmm. But you can certainly do better than what you're doing now by trying. And as long as your mind tells you to go for it, and your body will follow. And just go for it. And I've always believed that. Just, just I don't care. I, you know, I've, I've, I've had many, many sort of situations where I'm totally out of my league. I don't know I am. But I've had the confidence, the balls to stand up. And then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, that's kind of bow down to you. And you get to where you need to be just by having the confidence. Yeah, but mate, but, but that's... Okay, I, I think I, I agree. I, I think I have confidence, but there's sometimes where I, I don't have confidence. And probably a lot of the listeners as well go, I wish I could sit there and say the same thing. How do you, you how do you mentally get that confidence? How do you get that from somewhere? Especially coming from a home where, uh, you know, you, you guys were poor. You, yeah. you, you, it was tough upbringing. You, you say that a lot. It's freaking tough. Yeah. Where do you still think, well, I, I'm still the best. I'm gonna, I, th- I, I think don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fall back and get knocked back. You know, don't take it as if you don't get to where you want to be, you fail. Basically, it's a lesson. Learn from it. Learn the good bits from it, and obviously ignore the the, the bad bits from it, and use it and move forward again. It, it, a failing isn't a problem. It's just human nature. It becomes a problem when you're failing the same thing over and over again. You're not really learning from it. So don't be afraid to you know fail and get knocked back a bit and pick yourself up and go you know what i'll find a way around this you know i I, I remember in the corporate world i'm jumping way forward now but when i got into the corporate world i couldn't spell corporate you know and all of a sudden i get i'm I'm at a a a so-called small conference which happened to be all the ceos of oil companies from around the world and i'm sat in this conference thinking freaking all these old mega intelligent they're all wealthy shit and i'm a council estate kid sat in a, in a, a suit from burton's and I'm sat there, and 
all of a sudden on the screen, my name comes up to talk about security. And I went, what the, f I'd prepared nothing. So I just stood up and I don't know why. Luckily the, the table was about waist time. Her legs below, it was like the old duck underwater kicking like a bastard, yeah, but no one knew. Yeah, shaking. My legs are shaking. I just played it cool. I had no IT, nothing. And I just played it. I went, right, in my head, took a breath and what? Logical. Pre-deployment, deployment. It's about go, troops going, it's about the guys going to Iraq for the oil. And I spoke to all these CEOs and I had them, the, the, the jewels dropped open. And I was like, I'm liking this. <laughs> and it was all about confidence. It's just ridiculous. Start taking the piss Start out of all that. Hey, hey, hey. You, Mr. Mr. So-and-so who owns ExxonMobil, I don't care how many millions and billions you've got, listen. And he did. <laughs> really? And he was just having that confidence. And it was, you know, just not not being afraid to, I mean, if you stand up there, gibbering wreck, that's how people perceive it. He has no idea what he's on about. Yeah, but so in a sense, it's true what you're saying. You kind of got to, you kind of got to fake it till you make it, in a sense. You just kind of got to go, because a lot of people do Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Richard Branch, you know, right. If he's honest with himself, he'll tell you where he's failed and what was wrong, you know. And he still doesn't have the answers. And anybody who tells you they've got all the answers, I wouldn't listen to, I wouldn't follow him to the shit house because they're bullshitting. Mate, I totally agree with you. And I think everyone- Like do you know, we do, you bluff it. You just, you play it and think, okay. Mate, you think I made notes for this podcast? Not at all. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> That's why it works. If, if, if I have to think too hard about things, it goes to ratchet. Just fire from the hip and just get on with it. But 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 do you know what's so funny is that when we're, I, I think you're probably saying when we were younger, right? When I was a kid, I used to look at my parents and people like that and think, well, they all must have it all together. They know exactly what yeah. they're doing. And now at the age of like 31, I, I still don't really know what I'm doing. I don't think you get to a position where you actually go, oh, I'm an expert in like this area and this is exactly what I'm doing. You don't really get to that. No, you do you? It's about confidence, like you said. It is. And just fall back on the experiences that you've got. You know, so you've seen it go wrong. You know what's going to come to a degree and use that and use that wisely, you know. But uh, I know it's an old cliche. Every day is a school day. If you've stopped learning, you're probably dead. You know, you're learning something new every day. Although you may have done something 10 times all of a sudden because of technology because it's changed but move with the times and but you you know rely on your basics and what you've already got in in terms of knowledge and and use that and that's what and, but the thing is the key thing is is not just ordering it pass it back pass it back to the younger generation pass on these lessons which is as i told you earlier jamie it, i gravitated towards older people mm. you know and i really did because I, I knew they've already been through you know the financial problems the relationship problems the the whatever it is the health problems and they'll tell you and you listen to it but you still sort of you know it's all classic don't touch that it's hot what do you do you touch it totally you totally that? yeah yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. you still dip your toe in the water but rather than jump in neck in, up to your neck because if you learn these lessons from somebody who's already, you kind of still dabble with it play it and put you get back online pretty quick it's funny you said that about so the, the school reference that every day is a school day. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And as you said, you kind of went back and forward to school playing in the, the B team. I'm just not going to remind you that you were in the I B team. I was a captain. Yeah, oh, well, still the B team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still the B You probably fought your way to be the captain as well. Everyone else was, was too always, scared. I was always a freaking <laughs> sub to the A team. <laughs> I, I reckon you injured some of the players just to get there as well. I'm gonna, yeah. I actually remember, I've actually never told this story, I don't think. I was a really, I was a really fast runner at school. Really fast, like very yeah. good athlete and there was a guy who was quite good like pretty much as good as me and it was our like sports day at school and we had those you know running spikes yeah, yeah. i went and hid his spikes so we didn't have his spikes to run in How what? 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 <laughs> i know such a bastard i would have did that he's gonna be like that listen to this yeah yeah, yeah. Right, i'm gonna have him yeah 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 yeah. he and he yeah. definitely if he listens to it he'll notice me because <laughs> he came and asked me went well, i don't know where your spikes are what are you talking about <laughs> it's just terrible but, really, but like you said man you 
you know, you sort of kind of left school at 11, you kind of went back and forth at like 13 years old, and then you, you went into the cadets. And, yeah. and that, and you, you, you put this amazing kind of uh, moment in your life. And one of the big moments in your life is the story of you stealing a hat yeah. uh, from this guy. And you can explain it much better, but you, you saw the hat run away, went down to a, a street and there was a, a dead end yeah. and you basically turned and, and had to fight him. That was the idea. Yeah. And, and what happened? So, so basically, I mean, it was something I'd done, we were doing a lot of, and I don't know to this day why we were doing this, stealing hats from old people, because they're vulnerable, they're easy. I mean, he's 70 years old, I was nine, he wasn't going to catch me. This day this bloke caught me, he was, this was Linford Christie's dad, I think. <laughs> anyway, so he, he caught Where me. You, were you like, fuck he, and he, he's, Yeah, I was shitting myself. My two mates who I used as a decoy in front of me weren't my mates anymore, they legged it the other way. I'm on my own. And he, he cornered me, and he was like... Kenny Everett with those big hands. He just stood in front of me and I couldn't get around him. And I naturally just went into a boxing stand. I'd never boxed in my life. Yeah. And, he just, and this old boy just stood up and he went, and this is his words. I remember he goes, listen, you little shit. Keep the hat. There's something about you. I want you to come to my boxing club. And it was in a, a pub downtown, which I knew. It was illegal booth boxing. But for whatever reason, I decided I'm going to go. And I went. Now you imagine this, a nine-year-old kid today going on a February night, six o'clock, pitch black, snow on the ground, on his own, walking around the back of a pub to meet an old man that was gonna give him a good hiding. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, it would, never have, it would no. never happen in a million years. But that's what I did. Mm. And I, thank God I did, because it, it did, it changed my, the way, I, I'd have probably been in a lot more trouble a lot longer and, and yeah. probably never be here today doing this. He, he really did, he, he took this time and I couldn't get my head around why. I still expected a good hiding for him, but I went. And he took time for me. You know what he did to me, Jamie? And this is very true, right? He, he put me in with this little group of kids to start with, and then he took me into a little dark corner for, oh, fuck, payback. He's going to give me a good hiding. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He stood with me for an hour and a half, and he, he taught me. He, he salutated my hand to my head. And I was like, what's he doing? And he, and he was teaching me about how to defend myself and why. And then he said, look, and this is very true. He goes, boxing is not a, a gladiator sport. It's a, it's a poor man's game of chess. It's about thinking. It's about anticipating. It's about being light on your feet, being able to change direction. And those lessons, are, honestly, I've carried all through my life. And he actually said to me, he got always going that little bit further. And it's only by ridiculous chances that the, the regimental prayer is always a little further. And that's my, that's my mantra. And that old boy told me that. And he took so much time with me and effort, and I just thought, wow, outside of my dad, who was a big old, I loved him to bits, was a big old bruiser. Mm. He didn't ever do that fatherly son love, lovey thing. So he, this guy was really the second most influential man in my life. And he, he, although I was still getting in trouble, and he'd get me smack around the, I'd come to the gym and he'd go, you've been in trouble with the police again, haven't you? And I went, yep. And the first thing I'd get was a little slap around the head. Mm. I've told you a little, anyway. But he put time in, and, and I can't even remember his name, believe it or not, and he then pushed me on the next, sort of path with my boxing to a proper club yeah. and handed me over to someone else and then the next influential person other than the boxing club was the guy in the cadets that I met, you know? So. It's, it's it's funny really, right, mate, because I, 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 I totally kind of under... There's a few things here because firstly, it, it's amazing, you know, people talk about, and I've actually spoken about this before, people talk about like success and, and you have to reach this and do that and make money and all these different things. But actually the biggest form of success is actually helping others and actually giving back. Yeah. And actually that is what's actually the most rewarding thing it in is, the end. Mate, yeah. And we were talking about this earlier, saying it's actually so rewarding actually just handing it over. Um, and, and, and there's that thing, but also it, it's, it's funny because you went you were a kid who just ignored like 
ignore, ignored authority. You just didn't want to do it. You had these fights. But then there were certain people in your life that you yeah. obviously looked up to and you kind of respected and almost you feared. Yeah. Right. So it's, you, it's funny that you feared like no one else, but you kind of respected these people. Was your and with your because your, your, your family was your family, right? Yeah. When you were going through these troubles and things like that, did your mum get upset? Did yeah. You, I, that was that hard. It, it, it is hard, and that's you know when you ask about talk about regrets, that's what I regret. You know, it's quite really? funny. Yeah, check this out, right? So, I'm at that age now. I'm 54 myself. So, my family side of things is generally funerals. You know, they're all old now. They're all dying off. And my mom came from a family of 15, mm. and there's only a few uncles and that left now. So, even today, I'll go if I go to a funeral, my aunties are coming to me again. Oh, you're the one who put the silver in your mum's hair. They can't let it go. I'm like, really still now? Yeah, honestly. I'm going, give me, auntie, give me a fucking break. I'm 54 now. I've actually done some good things since. But they, they remind me. And, and, you know, I do, I think about it. My mum was a lovely, my mother never would not see bad in it. Even the people who stabbed me, she didn't see bad in it. Kids have gone wayward. But, you know, she wasn't one of these people, unlike me, you know, I took revenge. She, she never would. Really? And she she, she was brilliant. The, my mum and dad were chalk and cheese. My old man was like six foot four, bruiser, and he hard as nails, he really was. And my mother was like this dainty little thing, but such a sweet woman, you know, even to the day I died, she died like, you know, she just couldn't see bad in anybody, nobody at all. Mm. So it was really weird. But yeah, so, you know, the, the regrets were, you know, putting my mom through that. My dad could handle it. He's just, he's a little shit and he'd give me a backhander, like, you know, but that's how it was. No, but it, dude, honestly, hey, hey listen, uh, we got to get to the end of part one there because yeah. we, we've been going on for a little Man, I'm just... I can I I'm gonna let's just move in together and just talk for the rest of our lives because <laughs> honestly is unbelievable. Uh, right, everyone, we'll be back in part two in just a second. Bye bye. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 